It's time for the Week 10 Six-Pack, our six favorite games heading into Week 10 of the NFL season, including the only two games that have teams that are 500 or above that are facing off in the Vikings, Bills, and 49ers and Chargers on Sunday night. And of course, Thursday night football as well, Panthers and Falcons, all that and more coming up on this episode of Peacock and Williamson. NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson bring you expert NFL analysis every day in less than 30 minutes. Get an inside look into the NFL on the field and in the front office. With elite breakdowns, next-level analysis, and in-depth information only for the real NFL fans. This is Peacock and Williamson, and it starts now. Welcome to the Peacock and Williamson NFL show. Brian Peacock alongside Matt Williamson, as always, at BD Peacock at Williamson NFL. Thanks for making us your first listen on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode presented by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. Pick two to five players, and if they score more or less than their Prize Picks projection, you can win up to 10 times your money on your entry. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code locked on. That's pricepicks.com, promo code locked on. Let's start with the big matchup of the week that could not be uh, the matchup we think if Josh Allen cannot go. Sean McDermott saying we'll see with Josh Allen day to day with his UCL injury, ulnar collateral ligament in the elbow, I believe, is, is the what the UCL stands for. I'm not a doctor uh, and I do not know if Josh Allen will play. So don't use me as fantasy advice on today's show. We might know a little bit more on Friday. And if we do have an update on Josh Allen, we'll get it to you. But um, right now could be case Keenum taking on the seven and one Vikings that are visiting the six and two bills Sunday. Yeah. And Keenum's capable, of course. I mean, he's an NFL backup, you know, started his share of games. Surrounded by a great supporting cast of Bill's defense is top notch in Buffalo, all those things. I don't have any inside sources, although a little birdie told me something I'll mention off the air that I I don't think Allen's going to play in this game. And I totally understand it from a Bill's perspective. But if he does, I can't remember if you and I talked about this yesterday, but I, I did a little homework on this injury. So he injured his elbow. The next row, he chucks one like 65 yards, you know, with ease. <laughs> yeah. But but I guess the nature of this injury is you really don't have feeling in your fingers. So, sure, you can chuck it up high and far with a big arm, but can you drop short throws where they need to be, you know, and, and touch and things like that? So that's an Allen thing to you know pay attention to going forward. Um, he's still going to throw rocket balls, you know. Um, Interesting. So I guess I think Marcus Mariota had something similar. There's been a few quarterbacks in history where they just it's a numbness in you know your release point. So this line, I think, and I'm not a betting expert, went from like nine and a half to three and a half, which again sure indicates the people in Vegas think that Allen isn't playing. I'm making my pick as though he's not playing. So I want the points. I still think the Bills win, but it's much more closer to the vest and I respect what the Vikes have done. I just don't see them as an eight and one team. <laughs> I'm fascinated. I kind of hope Josh Allen doesn't play so he yeah. doesn't get hurt more. And I want to just see what the bills look like with, with Case Keenum in there because he's a professional quarterback and you would get a base level quarterback play. I think that would allow you to, I think I have a better idea of what the rest of the bills team looks like against a good Vikings team. And exactly. it's really funny because 
And, and I feel bad for and apologies to the Minnesota Vikings fans. And we haven't been believers, but they're seven and one, Matt. I and I feel like at some point you got to believe what their record is. And for them, without potentially Josh Allen or an injured Josh Allen, I think I'm taking the points no matter what the points are going to be here. Definitely if it was yeah. nine, like it started the week. But even at you know, a field goal plus, I'm going to take the Vikings on this one. Um, and I, I'm fascinated. I just really want to see what this Bills team looks like. And it's really funny because earlier this week, speaking of the Vikings, uh, one of our questions, and we actually teased it, and we ran out of time because we are talking about the top five quarterbacks of the future. One of the questions was, why are, do we not talk enough about the Vikings at 7-1 and one and give them enough credit? And it was even one of the questions we wanted to get to, and it got cut from the episode. We, never <laughs> the so we didn't talk about it again. You really are not giving the Vikings enough credit. I think that's going to have to stop right now for me, especially with either an injured quarterback or a backup quarterback playing for the Bills. So give me those Vikes. Yeah, again, I'll take the points. I could absolutely see them winning the game. So if you're going to give me three and a half, I'm in for a seven and one team. I just don't look at them and pass a sniff test and say that's an eight and one team. But hey, you know, I think it's an above average offense, an above average defense, no glaring weaknesses. And no one's talking about the, you know, the Vikes for coach of the year either. Although there's like seven great candidates this year. Yeah, there's a lot of great candidates this year and, and a lot of candidates for coaches to be fired, too, with. With all the bad records we're seeing right now, this is crazy. Only two games have teams 500 or above that are facing off. And and one of those is Vikings and Bills and might not even see the starting quarterback for one of those games. Mm -hmm. Um, How about the game in Munich? We're going to Germany at 6.30 a.m. Pacific time, 9.30 a.m. on the East Coast. The Seattle Seahawks at 6-3 are at the 4-5 Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I find this unbelievably interesting in in that – First of all, people are psyched about this game in Germany. Like, I expect a very raucous crowd. No offense, Germans. They may not even know what they're looking at, but they're excited to go, and they're going to have a good time, and they're going to represent themselves. And I think it's going to be a fun environment that you don't see often. No offense to the England games or whatever, but it's just a little little different spin. Yeah. I kind of wish it wasn't being played there, though. If this game was in America, I would pick Seattle. I think Seattle's clearly the better team. I would pick them to win, let alone if you're going to give me two and a half points. I think Seattle's defense has come a long way of lately, you know, late where it was awful before. Now it's not terrible. I, I think Tampa is still very much working things out. But here's my problem is Seattle, from what I understand, and this is, I think, what Carol said last week, left for this trip on Wednesday from Seattle. Like, that's an unbelievable road trip. But the, as you mentioned, the game kicks off your guys' time on the West Coast at 6 a.m. You know, like, what football player is going to be ready in three days or two days after an insane flight for a 6 a.m. kickoff? Like, I don't think you're going to see close to the best version of the Seahawks. I don't even know which direction you go from Seattle. You go west and <laughs> east to Germany. You, know you I mean? go east, but it's a fun conversation, right? Uh, yeah, that's that's a great point, man. Um, and and the, Buc- the Buccaneers is the offensive line for the Buccaneers so bad that they just won't get it this year. Because I, I want to see more Rashad White. I think we start to see a little bit of why that should be, and and maybe an indication of that last week that that might be the case. Taking a little bit off of Leonard Fournette's plate there. Um, Brady still has professional weapons to throw to, unlike some other teams we're seeing, like the Rams, where right. it's just like everything seems bad on that offense why and the buccaneers have a good defense so why can't the buccaneers figure this thing out and this might be a good starting point with a sleepy seahawk team yes exactly. sleepless in seattle 
I like it. So I, I, I'm with you. I, I wanted to get points though, but Tampa's favored in this game. So I just hate the line. So I, know, I don't even know. I would not touch it, but yeah, I, I wouldn't touch it. Um, with the line, I'm going to take the points with either one of these teams. And so I'll take the Seahawks, but straight up, I think give me the, give me the bucks in Munich. Yeah, me too. Again, I would not touch it. I'm also sitting here is old man Brady going to be sleepy too. I mean, does this mess up his sleep schedule? We know how crazy he is about that. And the big thing I'm stressing about this is I do a Steelers show called the drive. You can find on Steelers.com. My co-host is Dale Lawley, who's covered the Steelers for many, many years, traveled with them the last time they went overseas. And he's like, we traveled on a Tuesday and nobody was ready for Sunday's game in terms of your you know, sleep schedule and whatnot. They're traveling on a Wednesday from much further away. I just think it's a recipe for disaster for Seattle. And their quarterback's probably not even doing calisthenics on the plane on the way there. So I don't know. How <laughs> That's so helpful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. uh, we've got uh, a marquee matchup as far as team logos go but is this even really a good game with the cowboys at the packers we've got chargers 49ers sunday night football prime timer and let's get a little bit to your steelers who are hosting the saints right. one of the the tightest lines of the week 10 schedule next and now a word from our sponsors, Blue Line. Whether you're looking to pop the question, have a milestone to celebrate, or want to let your love sparkle, Blue Nile can help you make your celebrations even more memorable. As the original online jeweler, Blue Nile offers the largest selection of independently graded diamonds and pieces priced significantly below traditional retailers. Blue Nile has helped millions of couples create their perfect engagement ring. Their easy online tools let you choose the diamond, shape, size, clarity, and setting style, then Blue Niles Jewelers go to work and handcraft her perfect one-of-a-kind engagement ring. Or maybe for the holidays, you're just trying to find something special for mom or that special person in your life. Blue Nile has jewelry experts on hand, 24-7, available via phone or chat to help you find that memorable gift at every budget. So shop stress-free, make your moment sparkle with Blue Nile. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code Locked On to save $50 on your purchase of $500 or more. That's Blue Nile, B-L-U-E-N-I-L-E dot com. Code locked on to save $50 on your purchase of $500 or more. BlueNile.com. Promo code locked on. Thanks again, everybody, for making Peacock and Williamson your first listen today. For your second listen today, check out Locked On Sports today. From the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports Today, available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. Taking a look at the Week 10 schedule here, our six-pack of favorite picks. Uh Got to use the sounder. (laughs) Soundboard, man. It's it's at my fingertips at all times. Um, Cowboys Packers, what do you think about this one? The Packers are three and six are reeling right now. Dallas on the road favored by four and a half points. The six and two Cowboys, I feel like maybe should be even bigger favorites. But, you know, this is a a, a difficult place to play at times. I just I haven't seen anything from the Packers to make me think that they're they're getting better. Yeah, you mentioned the, you know, the venue. I mean. Uh, Packers getting five at home in, in the middle of the season. Uh, it just doesn't feel right. It doesn't compute. You know, there's a team that's not a complete powerhouse going to go in there and just wipe the floor with them. I think the answer is yes. I think Dallas is a much better team. I'd say Green Bay's defense is gradually improving, but they still haven't lived up to all the first round picks on that side of the ball. The offense we know is a disaster. Dallas's defense is in the conversation for best in the league. I think Rodgers is going to get hit a lot and not like it. And I think Dallas and Dak will more than manage the game to more than a five-point five victory. 
there's not a lot that points to the Packers winning this game, except this is a Hall of Fame quarterback. Yeah. yeah. What we saw last week, is Aaron Rodgers going to fold or is the chaotic nature of the NFL, the parody in the NFL, is this one of those where it was a slap in the face and Aaron Rodgers embarrassed? Like, that is not going to happen again. Packers at home getting points. Give me five points and the Packers turning things around, at least for one more week. And we just see it so often in the NFL where a team plays awful and somehow it wakes them up and they play much better the following week. And you see it, the, you see the exact opposite. You saw the Chiefs. They ran up the score on the 49ers, 44 points. Couldn't get 17 in, in five quarters hardly against the, the Titans a couple weeks later. So uh, in their next game, because they had a bye right after that. So um, you're betting on pride. It's betting on like. chaos. I'm betting on pride. I'm betting on a Hall of Famer not throwing three interceptions in the red zone. So give me the points with those Packers. I mean, give me Dallas straight up. They're a better team. Sure. There's a lot of reasons why they're favored on paper in this one. But give me the Green Bay Packers. Their defense is too good to be for that team to be playing this bad. And yeah, feature Aaron Jones a lot. I would think that's the plan. We've got the Chargers at the 49ers. The four and four 49ers are hosting the five and three Chargers. Even though they have a worse record, Matt, Niners favored by a touchdown in this one. Yeah, I I feel for Herbert because I think he's quietly playing much better than he's given credit for right now, but there's nothing around him. I wish I had a better feel for Chargers health, but I don't think we're going to see Mike Williams. Keenan Allen's going to be compromised, if anything. A lot of Everett, a lot of Palmer, tons of Ekelar, of course. Whew, I don't like this line. I'm looking at seven, but I... I I wonder what your thoughts on your Niners are. I Because we're going to have a different conversation later about my team. They're much different places. But I think your Niners might be set up for a massive second half of the season coming off their bye right now. I'm definitely not betting against them. I just don't know if they win this game by seven against Herbert. The, the, the 49ers are another one of those teams. I mentioned the Chiefs, mentioned the Packers. And the 49ers got boat raced by the Chiefs, came back mm-hmm. and just – smacked the Rams in the mouth and dominated that game, right? By a lot. And so you just see that so much in the NFL. And after a loss, everyone's down. People are like, ah, maybe Kyle Shanahan is not that good of a coach. Maybe they should fire mm-hmm. Kyle Shanahan. Like, you know, after a loss, it gets that crazy and down. 49ers win a game. Look good. You got Christian McCaffrey th- scores three touchdowns, three different ways. And then everyone's like, oh, the 49ers might be the fourth best team in the league, but they're still a 500 team. And, and they right. can't get any consistency going this season. Is this the start of it? This is what we saw last year with the 49ers. They were three and five. They made a run to the NFC championship game. I tend to think the 49ers are a little better than their five, uh, four and four record right mm-hmm. now. Um, but when I see this game and talking to the guys from locked on chargers for a crossover episode on Thursday, um, it doesn't look good for Mike Williams or Keenan no. Allen. No Bosa. I mean, they're just so banged up. And even though Herbert's back to close to 100%, he was, you know, that the ribs early in the season had some problems. There's nobody to throw to except for, you know, Eckler is the, the entire offense. And really what seals this one for me is the 49ers always want to run the ball. They've got Elijah Mitchell coming back off, ER, uh, off IR. They've got Debo Samuel. they got Christian McCaffrey. They want to run the ball anyway. And the Chargers are the worst defense against the run in the NFL so to me what I see is maybe not giving up the seven points on the 49ers but like a 4.9er win take the under a whole lot of rushing yards and the 49ers are fine handing the ball off 40 times in this one 
Yeah, I could absolutely see that. And then teeing off on Herbert, no Slater at left tackle. You know, I mean, yeah. I'm sure Bosa does damage. Yeah, you the know, 49ers just... have the most Bosas going in this game, which is an advantage. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. I mean, the rest of the way, you probably won't fight me on this, but I think the Niners are a top five defense, maybe even number one, and a top 10 offense. I mean, are there that many teams you can say that about that aren't the you know Eagles and Bills? There's not many teams that, that look like they're – Top 10 on both sides of the yeah, ball right. at full health. And the 49ers are as healthy as, they, as they've been all year since week one coming off their bye. And the Chargers, it's it's another story with their injuries. So, yeah, you, you got to like the 49ers in this one. Are they going to blow them out, win by a touchdown plus? It's possible. But I like this one to be low scoring. So I'm more – give me the points with the Chargers being close. And Herbert can still – you know, mm-hmm. they've still – even the games they've lost, they've been really close for the Chargers. And uh, give me the under a lot of rushing yards for the Niners and keeping this one more like a, a one score game. I, I like what you said about them just running and running and running and running and then probably mixing some after the catch stuff from their weapons. But I just worry that Herbert's going to throw, you know, two semi meaningless touchdowns in the fourth quarter to cover. So I'll take the points. <laughs> All right, let's move along here to the. Let's, let's talk about your Steelers. Why not? Right. Because, uh, Steelers are hosting the Saints. It's one of the tightest lines out there. One, one and a half points here. And by the way, we get all of our, all of our lines at from our friends at Bet Online. Uh, Steelers at two and six, hosting the three and six Saints. The Saints have looked really bad, but so have the Steelers. I have no idea what to expect, expect in this football game. Can you help us out, Matt? Yeah, and my team's season is shot. <laughs> your team's is not. However, and I'm going to sound so homerish here. I very, very, very much expect the second half of the season, they're coming off their bye right now, to be dramatically better than the first half of the season. So I I wrote an article about this last week. Every metric you can find, EPA, DVOA, you know, win-loss records, um, uh, point differential. Up until now, the Steelers have clearly played the most difficult schedule in the entire league. Like, if you look at DVOA, They haven't even played a team in the bottom half of the league in DVOA. Everybody's been in the top half. They they had to go to Philly. They had to go to Buffalo. I mean, like they had the hardest of games as well. So, and the rookie quarterback, you know, was thrown into deep, deep waters without TJ Watt, you know, who's the most important player on the team. Second half of the season going forward, starting with this game, there's only like three or four teams with an easier second half of the season. So pick it. I expect to be comfortable. The team is extremely healthy right now. Watt will be back for this game. I promise. Oh, you will. Okay. Yeah. I, I saw optimistic. So that's, that's he's usually a pretty good sign. He, he's mean, back. Okay. Yeah, so TJ Watt. And like, look, it's for, for how bad the Saints have, have been. By the way, sad to see uh, um, Michael Thomas go on IR. He's going to have toe surgery. He's done for the year. So a whole lot of Crystal uh, Lave in this game. Can mm-hmm. you cover a Lave? Can you pressure Dalton, who has not looked good? Um, with TJ Watt back on that Steelers defense really changes that defense. So hearing you speak about it, maybe it's the Homer and you that's convincing me, but yeah, home team getting points here against a bad team in the saints. Give me the Steelers. Yeah, me too. I mean, coming off a bye, home team, the saints are coming off Monday night football. They're actually probably the most injured team in the league this year. They lost their center. They lost Davenport. They lost Werner in that game. They're in a bad spot. Mike Tomlin owns Andy Dalton from the AFC North. Like, I think this is a bad situation for the Saints, who I think are the better team, but I think the Steelers win. 
Next, we've got Thursday Night Football. The Atlanta Falcons are traveling to the Carolina Panthers in a battle of the NFC South. And uh, how about a battle of the NFC North? The Detroit Lions coming off a big win against the, the pesky Chicago Bears and Justin Fields, who's turning around his young career. We'll get to those games next. And I mentioned before, all the lines we mentioned today are from our friends at BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting, information, stats, news, and analysis. You want to be informed when you make your bets. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, not just NFL, even though there's a ton of NFL lines and props at BetOnline. You've got basketball, soccer, esports, and more. They've got it all at BetOnline. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those too at bet online so get informed to bet online before you make those bets always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix get over to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more at bet online where the game starts nfc north we have the detroit lions and they are at the chicago bears uh, we talked about the, the justin fields breakout earlier on matt uh this week and that's been really fun to see. Is Justin Fields the best quarterback in the NFC South now? Or in the NFC North now? In that division? <laughs> seeing what Aaron Rodgers, seeing what the Lions did to Aaron Rodgers, getting picked off by defensive linemen in the red zone. I know the Lions are 2-6. and six, The Bears are 3-6. and six. I almost don't care um, what, what the line is on this one. I like the Bears at home, but you know they're favored by three. So it's kind of a push for me. So I don't know if I'd bet on it. I do like the Bears here because I really love what I've seen from fields and them running the football and i don't think the lions are very good defense they held stout against the um against the packers last week so maybe is it changing of the guard such a different scenario than what we thought earlier on in the season the lions defense is actually decent and the bears have the best quarterback in the division your thoughts man <laughs> playing the best wow kirk cousins is playing pretty well by the yeah, way the uh, uh, always overlooked vikings by peacock and williamson never yeah, talk yeah. about those guys Hey, Cousins, Cousins had a good year. four touchdowns last week, okay. I hear you. I hear you. I think this is a shootout and going to be one of the most fun games of the year, or of the, the week. I mean, the Bears will probably shorten the game with all the running, but I think they'll have great success doing it. They have a little bit of weaponry now with Mooney and Komet, who had, who's been coming on, and Claypool, and their line's playing better than people think. I still think the Lions' defense stinks. I, I think the Bears' defense is starting to get very stinky. Yeah. And I think you know, very quickly, and I think the Lions offense is better than we've seen. So I think this is shootout galore. Start St. Brown, St. start all your dudes and I'll take the points. But I think this is a quietly super entertaining game. Yeah, this one could be a lot of fun. I mean, yeah, obviously the, the Bears traded away two big pieces of their defense at the trade deadline, added a wide receiver. Justin Fields getting so much better. So the Bears are playing a lot better on offense where early in the year is just like, Play a little defense, run, run, run. And that's yeah, it. Right, right, and this right. is a different Bears team now. And uh, we'll see what it looks like with the Detroit Lions. So that should actually be a, a sneaky, fun game for, for a game that only has five combined wins right now. Yeah. I mean, the over-under I'm looking at is 48 and a half. I think I'm going to put a little nugget on the over as we speak. Mm, okay. I like there that you. one. Yeah. And let's go to the South in the NFC, where it is the Carolina Panthers at two and seven, who are hosting the four and five 
Falcons. Atlanta favored by two and a half. Looks like they're going back to Baker Mayfield at quarterback for the Panthers. I don't know about that move. I don't know about anything going on with the Carolina Panthers. About the best thing I can say about the Carolina Panthers right now, it's nice to see Terrace Marshall kind of come out of nowhere and, and finally be a yeah. little bit of a factor in that offense at wide receiver after being sort of non-existent after being drafted in the second round last year. Uh, made a nice uh, catch, made a couple of big plays the last couple of weeks now that he's getting starters reps for Carolina. Um, but the Falcons are just a better football team. And I feel like, you know, a couple points, even though they're on the road, is not enough to scare me off of the Falcons here. Yeah. I mean, boy, I, I harp on this over and over road, you know, road teams on Thursday. I'm not going to put my money on, but I feel like Atlanta should travel well. You know, good running games travel. You know, you dominate the line of scrimmage. I'm not super impressed with, you know, Carolina's defense. I'm, I'm thinking it's underachieving a little considering their talent home team on a Thursday with getting points though. I don't care what team it is. I'm just putting my money there. I believe that more than I do in the matchup. (laughs) Pragmatic Matt Williams. To finish up our six pack episode of picks here. (laughs) Uh, Some big news that will hopefully have a little bit more and, and it might just go right up to game time for a couple of interesting quarterback decisions with Josh Allen. And then we'll cover the, uh, the Rams game as well on tomorrow's episode, previewing the rest of the week 10 schedule. Could Matthew Stafford be out against the Arizona Cardinals for the Rams? A couple superstar quarterbacks potentially not playing in week 10 and, yeah. uh, and hopefully have some updates on, on those quarterbacks and the health there for Josh Allen and Matthew Stafford. Tomorrow. My hunch is we don't see either, but that's a Thursday Ooh. afternoon guess. I mean, Stafford was late to the, concussion protocol so that's never ever a good sign yeah he's already got a bad arm too that's not being talked about right. that much it's got to be adding to some of the problems there maybe oh absolutely yeah i mean it, it, that team to me is really teetering on you know and no longer has a chance i mean i i i'd very much expect week 13 or something like that the rams are officially eliminated matthew stafford's getting elbow surgery regroup and go from there so and the Rams, it doesn't help them to tank the rest of the year because they don't have their no. first round pick. So that doesn't help them at all. And in fact, they were trying to go for it at the deadline. And did you see the offer that the Panthers turned down for Brian Burns? It was a second this year because the Rams That's don't the have a guy, first yeah. and a first the two next following seasons. So a, a two and a one and a one. And if I'm the Panthers, and I know Brian Burns is a great player, and you want to hold on, yeah, I love him. That and I'm sure they're going to try to re-sign him. He's going to make a whole bunch of money this offseason. But that Rams team could fall apart. We're talking 2024, 2025, first round picks. They're, they're, I love their chance of being f- top five picks by then. Yeah. So Even Brian Burns on the roster. You know, yeah, right. And if you don't figure out your quarterback, it doesn't matter if you have a Brian Burns at, at defensive end. Yeah. I'm glad you brought that up because I really question the logic of both teams. Like, I know the Rams don't value first round picks like other teams. They can always have a lot of mid round picks. So I always like to mention that. But do they? Do, does either one of us or does anyone out there think that they're Brian Burns away from being a Super Bowl re- repeat? I mean, not uh, unless he can play offensive tackle too. Yeah, if he can do both, that'd be great. You know, <laughs> and run the ball. Uh, I don't think right. that they're Brian Burns away a, in the next year or two. And if you're the Panthers, yeah, we love Brian Burns, but I'll take all those picks. I mean, that second could be early. Those next two could be extremely early. I can find the next Brian Burns and another one, and I don't have to pay Brian Burns then. You know, like well, I you don't could understand. Still go, you could still go re-sign Brian Burns in a year. 
Right. <laughs> Bring him back. Minute. Right, right. Bring him back because I don't know if the Rams can do it. Right. Now, I don't understand either logic behind that. Yeah, I, I'm with you. And, and I wanted to bring that up earlier in the week or last week post deadline when we saw mm-hmm. the exact offer. because you thought, oh, the Rams, they got to did they get two first from the Rams? I can see why they turn it down because it's in a couple of couple of years. But a second that could be pretty high. It's a top 50 yeah. pick right now from the Rams this year, plus those two firsts and seeing how the Rams are built. Does Aaron Donald retire? What does Stafford's arm look like by the time the oh, 2025 right. draft rolls around? That could be a very high pick. Yeah. And I did a little bit of homework. I forget where I was listening, but. The Rams cap situation next year is so bad and it doesn't look so terrible, but they have like two defensive linemen under contract. They're like, they're like there's nobody yeah. under contract next year. It's so hard because we thought that about the saints and it ended up being okay. Even though the saints mm-hmm. turned out not to be great this year and, and they've got their own issues now to try to figure out, but the cap stuff with the cap going up, I feel like it's not going to be that much of a problem, even if it is a somewhat of a problem for a lot of teams, right? Like, can the Rams keep just band-aiding it and adding pieces and, trading future picks and keep doing that. So will they stay good or stay relevant at least for a while? Um, I don't know. We'll see, but it feels like those teams, saints, Rams are teetering on falling apart. Will it officially happen? I have no idea. My problem with the the Rams, first of all, I have no problem in that they won the Super Bowl. So great. I mean, it's all gravy now, but where do you get your next quarterback and how do you get offensive linemen? Nobody trades tackles. (laughs) You know what I mean? You you draft them in the first round. You draft them in the top 50. So, yeah, and the, and the 49ers made moves with the Trey Lance trade. Now the, the Christian McCaffrey trade, offensive tackle might be a huge need for them. Defensive tackle, they don't have yeah. a top 100 pick right now to go draft those types of players. And so yeah. can you find them in free agency? It's tough. You yeah, and, and that's a, a bad place to shop is offensive tackle and free agency. Mm-hmm. Matt and I back tomorrow. We will preview the rest of week 10. Hopefully some injury updates on superstar quarterbacks right here. Peacock and Williamson.